Right, we're on the phone with Simon Kerner, who's a name you possibly haven't heard of, but you're about to hear more of it. G'day, Simon. Hello, Simon. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. Good, That's mate. Good. Thanks so much for giving up your time to chat with us. Uh, I read your story this morning in the Herald, and I was just I couldn't believe it. Perhaps for those that haven't heard it or read it, can you tell us what happened when you were driving along the road? Um, oh, basically, it was we just noticed a vehicle that uh, was acting a bit strange and uh, ended up serving across the road in front of us. Um, coming to a bit of a stop, mate. Um, yeah, the driver, initially we thought might have been a drink driver. Yep. Um, yeah, so, so we sort of pulled over and, and ran over to sort of get the keys off him and maybe get him off the road, but as it turns out, he was um, yeah, in, a, in a bit of medical distress at the time. We should mention this was in Sunset Road in Rotorua, yeah? Yep, that's right. And at that point, so he's, he's unconscious, is he, Simon? Yeah, yeah, so we... Um, my partner was uh, with me. She's a registered nurse. She took his pulse, and he was—he um, had no pulse. He was unresponsive. Oh my so goodness! From from that point, um, we proceeded to get him out of the car. He was quite a big guy. He's probably 130 kilo. Wow! So um, uh, another guy stopped, and he's actually a mate of mine, and, and he gave me a hand to pull the guy out of the car, which is uh, was good to have his help. Couldn't have done it without him. So you sound so confident telling this story, and for people that again they haven't seen the story, you're just an average Joe just driving along the road, and this happens to you. So what's going through your head at this stage? Um, oh, to be honest, I've done a lot of workplace um, first aid courses, and I think a lot of what you learn on those first aid courses just naturally kicked in, mate. Exactly. I mean, people often say over the years when you when you talk with people or, or you've read stories or heard stories about folk that have done the sort of thing you did. That yep. it's there isn't time to think about it. You just act instinctively, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's um, I think it's just a natural human reaction to to want to try and help someone in distress, and, and then that's what it was in this situation. And like I say, I put a lot of it back to the first aid training, and yeah, it just it, it just kicks in, and you know. Right. So so just row back a smidge, Simon. So you've got the gentleman, a big chap, out of the car, and he's mm-hmm. unresponsive, not breathing, no pulse. What do you do now? Uh, so at that stage, there was, by luck, sheer luck, there was an ambulance in the line of traffic that was um, being held up by the gentleman's vehicle. His vehicle was on the wrong side of the road, um, blocking the, the southbound lane. So um, I was managed to flag the attention of the um, ambulance staff. Yep. Um, from there, the guys on the ground, so the guy helping me lift him out of the car, um, started to do CPR on him. Yep. Um, and then we, we, we proceeded to cut the guy's clothing off with um, the medical scissors that were in the kit with the um, St. John's people, um, yeah, and, and get ready to, to, to shock the guy with the um, defib. And did you end up having to shock him? Yeah, so so what happened is um, once we'd, we'd done CPR on him for a couple of minutes, uh, the, the ambulance um, driver was able to get a, a shot of adrenaline into his, into his veins. I think they've got a... They've got to give them adrenaline before they shock the guy, so it yeah. took them a couple of minutes to get that done. But once he'd done that, um, put the pads on, and, and we all stood clear, and, and they, they shocked them with the, the defibrillator. Yeah. And, yeah, we carried on doing CPR for probably another 10 to 20 seconds before the um, the guy all of a sudden come to life. <laughs> and, he, and, look, this is the bit that I'm fascinated in from the story. So you're just watching him, and effectively, for all intents and purposes, he's dead. And then when you say comes back to life, what happens in that moment? Oh, I was standing over the guy um, looking at his face and yeah. uh, waiting for some sort of a response. And 
yeah, it was just like a light bulb turning on, I guess, you know, like his eyes were were pretty blank and then all of a sudden they just they just turned on, mate, you know, like like a light bulb would Man. Fantastic. Last very quick question from me, mate. Have you had a chance to talk to the man who you who you all saved? Uh, no, I believe he um he was transferred to Waikato Hospital wow. um yesterday, so I think he's still in, in a fairly um critical state. Right. Um, when we when we cut his shirt off before we um, shocked him, we actually noticed a large scar on his chest and, and once the guy actually came around, we were able to talk to him and ask him questions of whether he knew where he was and what had happened and um, we asked him about the scar and he, he, he proceeded to tell us that he'd actually had a quadruple um, heart Bypass or whatever in the, in the past. Goodness. So um, yeah. incredible, Simon. Thank you so much for Thanks telling your story. Much, mate. You're thank a hero. You. Well done. Good on no, you, mate. No Thanks so much, mate.